Hey everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 65th episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who have been laid off to COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. This is the 35th episode as part of my partnership with the Avail List, an unbelievable website that spotlights all the amazing talent in the ad industry who are ready to get back out there and, and get to work. For this episode, we have Jeff Zim, who's most recently a creative director slash art director at the Joe Agency in LA. You know, Jeff, what's up, man? Hey, good morning, Matt. How are you? Good. Really uh, happy to have you on. And I know it's 6.30 hour you are, so appreciate you waking up early and, and doing this. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. Maybe just start off, you know, simply by telling everyone you know, how you're dealing with this craziness, where you're kind of quarantining, and how you've been keeping busy, you know, with this pandemic the last few months. Well, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as everybody else. I've been stuck at home, uh, you know, since uh, March and April. Um, I, my fiance is also a creative director, art director. So you've got two creatives crammed in the house, um, which means we're always struggling and fighting for the bandwidth, but um, not a problem on these early calls. Um, but yeah, just uh, in the same boat as everybody, um, you know, I, I got downsized in my previous agency, which uh, forced me to improvise and build up a tiny, tiny private client base and, um, you know, do whatever you can do to stay busy and keep your skill set tight. Yeah, totally. Have you been able to, you know, flex your creative muscles a bit in, in quarantine, knowing that we're all kind of locked at home? Yeah, you know, I, I was, uh, I've always had a couple of other, you know, side gigs going on and, and uh, it just, you know, kind of keeps you fertile in, in the slow times in between gigs at agencies. And, and uh, I had a, you know, I'm also a musician too. So I've really had that to lean on in the past couple of months in terms of, uh, you know, reinventing yourself and, uh, exploring some things that you know you have some weaknesses in and trying to build up a little more competency and I brought on a couple of private clients I'm a drummer um, so you know that's great gets a lot of energy out and and all that on the advertising and design side um, I, I found a couple of things that were just really consistent with my passions and we were able to help them out with some pro bono branding and and uh, again just it's all about keeping the ball moving forward yeah we're not going to be in this situation forever yeah, totally. What are some of those passions that, you know, you just touched on? Um, you know, I mentioned I'm a drummer, so I've been doing some branding and some social media content for a couple of music stores and also doing some uh, some image management for some artists. And uh, as if that's not enough, I'm also a private pilot. Um, been a big passion of mine for a long time. My dad was in the Air Force. I grew up around airplanes. And um, it turns out that there's a small museum that's on an annex to the Los Angeles International Airport. And uh, same thing, they're struggling with what we're doing personally. Museums are closed right now. So what do you do to kind of keep the revenue stream going? So I work with them to do a whole new uh, website and, and uh, do a whole new branding package. And now we're working on the events planning side of the business and recurating the um, entire museum, which is cool because um, I've always had an interest in visual merchandising and, and, and museum display, which is another, you know, it's another part of art direction too. So. Um, that's been super cool. The best part of it is the museum is literally next to one of the runways at LAX. So you've got unbelievable access to the airplanes and to the uh, infrastructure. So that's been pretty cool. The that's security great. exam was a little tough, though. <laughs> I'm sure. But, you know, sounds like some real passion you know, projects, which is always the dream. So that, that's awesome. sure. Sure. Yeah, I've, been, I've got to tell you, candidly, I've been lucky enough to work in to work in a couple of categories and a couple of brands that have been really consistent with things that I like to do, which always manifests itself in, in a little better, smarter, sharper, creative. Oh yeah, for sure. That, that's great. How did you find, you know, those projects and you kind of reached out? 
Uh, part of it was just right time, right place at the right agency to the, the right client base. And, you know, you kind of got to be in the right town that does the kind of work that you want to do. If you want to do entertainment stuff, you need to be in L.A. If you want to do big B2B, you got to be in New York. If you want to do, you know, tech, you got to be in Austin or, uh, or uh, you know, San Francisco or Pacific Northwest. So, um, you know, part of it is and the moral of the story is, you know, keep everything on wheels. You're going to have a long career. You're probably going to move three or four times. Um, um, and don't be afraid to get up and try something different. You know, nobody nobody really does like 10 or 15 year long careers anymore. So, um, you know, my best advice is find out what you like and contact the agency that does that work and, and just go for it. Yeah, that's, you know, great way to end up somewhere where, you know, you'll be happy is go where, you know, they're currently doing work that you like. Maybe tell everyone a little bit about yourself, you know, clients you've worked on, where you've worked, you know, that kind of stuff, how you got into this. Sure. Um, how I got into the business, again, I mentioned earlier, I was a musician and um, part of being the drummer was also doing all the show passes and posters and CD designs and all the packaging for that. So that was a um, pretty good introduction to uh, create creative and creativity. Uh, my first big gig was at DDB New York and uh, that was, you know, a pretty awesome experience. It was a fabled shop and still kind of carried the Doyle Day and Burnback moniker and um, really got to learn the first three or four years of my career from some of the guys that really were pioneers in the industry um, and worked on a couple of cool concerts, Volkswagen, um, uh, Amtrak, uh, a bunch of J&J &J business and a bunch of Michelin stuff. Um, from DDB, I went over to Ogilvy and I stayed there for almost 10 years, uh, became a partner and ultimately went in as an art director and left as a creative director. That was a pretty cool gig too. I mean, Ogilvy, again, same thing. You had a great client base, a lot of global work available. Um, I got to work on Fanta. I got to work on a bunch of Coca-Cola business. I got to work on IBM, American Express, Kodak. A lot of those big kind of B2B clients that really gave you the capability to do kind of big budget creative and, and do a lot of it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not that easy to get those kind of like leaps and jumps, especially if you're doing the broadcast and content creation side of the business to do a big million dollar spot and do four or five of them a year is, is pretty rare these days. So um, after DDB, I, I kind of, or I'm sorry, after Ogilvy, you know, I love New York. I, I got to be candid with you. New York's one of my favorite towns. And I love Los Angeles because the weather is pretty fantastic here. And we live about, you know, like six blocks away from the beach. Uh, but my heart has always been in New York and still is in New York. But at a certain point in time, you have to get out and, like I said, do some different things in your, in your, in your life and in your career. So I went to Dallas for a couple of years and I worked there. And that was really interesting because Dallas is a shopper town. So all of my work to date had really been on the brand side. And all of a sudden, you know, you start learning about shopper and retail, and, and that's a really nice layer to put on top of the brand stuff. Brand stuff is, tends to be very ethereal, um, but at the end of the day, you know, you got to figure out a way to push all those big ideas all the way back down into the shelf. It also helped me from a creative perspective to learn how consumers really sell, really buy stuff. Um, and I wanted to always work up and down the funnel, not stay too high or too low or in one place. So I did Dallas for a couple of years. I was executive creative director at an agency there. And then same thing, I got the bug to keep moving west. And I went to Las Vegas for three years. I was design director at r, &R Partners. And I worked on the What Happens Here Stays Here account for Las Vegas Visitors and Convention Authority and a whole bunch of other things. That was really interesting um, because it was a quasi-government ad agency wrapped up in a PR firm 
that happened to have a couple of cool niche clients and uh, transferred out of Las Vegas. Same thing. I got a little, I just, if you're a New Yorker, Las Vegas is a little slow for you and uh, transferred out to the LA office and worked there for a couple of years too on the same kind of client base. And, uh, you know, like I said before, it's, you know, Matt, it's really good to just keep it fresh, to keep changing up every couple of years. When you get to the top of that curve, that's a really good time to start thinking about what your next step's going to be. And I uh, just started looking at some freelance opportunities and some different things to do to get away from the mothership in LA and um, took on a lot of freelance clients and got to that point where, you know, I didn't really have to have an agency job. And uh, one of those freelance clients ended up pulling me into a staff position as the ECD at the Joe agency and did that for a year. And again, I, I'm going on a little bit long, but that was really interesting because it was a Hispanic focused multicultural agency. So, you know, now I've done a lot of brand, a lot of B2B, a lot of retail, a lot of multicultural stuff. And, and along the way, I always tracked along the trends in media, you know, you start in print and TV and out of home and you end up doing, you know, social strategies. So yeah, that's uh, that's the long way of saying it's been a heck of a ride, but uh, I love it. It's a great industry to be in. I just love the people, and and uh, it's it's always a fun day to go to work. Yeah, totally. And just just the answer I was looking for, you know, definitely want to give everyone a good understanding of you know where you've been, what you've done, and love all that experience. Kind of starting out on the East Coast at some of those big shops, and like you mentioned, you know, just making your your way out west, working on you know different types of clients, gaining and, and building up on that experience of learning how different clients work and, you know, different ways to, to produce great, you know, work. So I think all really interesting and all, you know, clearly got you to, to where you are today and, and learning a bit from each place. So, so really interesting and, and like to hear that. What would you say you're looking for in your next role? You know, uh, I mentioned earlier, you kind of want to go to places and do the work that you have the affinity for. And I think um, we could all use a little more humor and smiles these days, especially, um, Actually, it's getting a little better post-election. I feel a lot of relief and optimism happening these days. It, it candidly got a little heavy there over the summer. Um, I kind of mentioned before, my heart's in New York. So as much as I love LA and, and we have a nice life out here, I, I'm really looking at opportunities to get back to the East Coast. I also look at shops that are doing cool work that, that I'm into. And I like, you know, and everybody has this answer. I think some of the stuff the Martin Agency is doing is just so awesome and and funny and hilarious and really smart and strategic and has all the you know 360 prongs to execute i love all the geico stuff the old navy work they're doing is you know really fantastic and richmond's a neat town i've been there a few times before but um you know again don't get too pigeonholed in in one kind of category or one vertical or one kind of city it's all about the opportunity that you you know you're presented with and then, you know, what you want to do with it. So, you know, pretty open, but I do, I feel like it's kind of be a full circle, you know, return trip uh, back to the East Coast sooner or later. Yeah, and do you want full-time freelance open to both? Yeah, open to anything. You know, as you know, the job market is really different from when I got into it. You know, you started as a junior, you had a very, you know, very discreet step pattern, you know, career path, and now it's a lot different. And also my skill sets are a lot different. So, um, so it really kind of depends on what people want, you know, I, having, having been doing it for a little bit of time. I mean, I, I'm an art director by trade. 
But, you know, the longer you're in the game and the more you move up, you start writing more and you start getting a lot more involved in the strategy. So I'm pretty open to any kind of position. I actually really enjoy the writing side of it and really enjoy the research and strategy part of it, which is not to say that I wanted to leave creative. Um, but, you know, yeah, it just really kind of depends on what kind of opportunities are on there. You have to look at everything, Matt, you know, up and down. You got to look at the client. You got to look at the agency. You got to look at the people you work with. You got to look at whether it's a hardcore hands-on position or whether it's, a, you know, a management slash mentoring position. And, uh, and nothing ever stays the same. I mean, there are things I wanted to do 10 years ago that I don't want to do now and things that I really wished I would have done, you know, five years ago that that I wish I could have done more of, so. Yeah, totally. And, you know, definitely agree, agree kind of with, with all that. And yeah, each job is going to be different. And this is kind of a tricky situation now, especially. But yeah, whatever, you know, whether it's freelance, full-time, seeing and assessing it based off the people, the work is definitely a good place to start. Do you, you have know, it, 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 used to, it used to be, you would, you know, you would, you would show your book and, and you'd get a, get a staff gig. And that's just kind of how it used to work. And then it turned into, um, you know, again, it's all, a lot of it is about just in time creative too, and just in time management. And um, I get it as the industry moves away from the AOR model and into the project model, which it's been doing, you know, for the past 10 years, it really changes how you go ahead and staff a particular project. You really can't, you know, walk in and say, Hey, I need X amount of revenue out of over a long period of time. It's all really kind of a results-based thing. If you're the kind of person that has a little bit of creative ADD um, and you like to jump in and do something and burst it out and get out and do something else, then freelance is definitely the, you know, the way to do it. If you're the kind of person that has a little more interest in the agency side and you want to not only grow your clients, but help a, an agency brand grow to a different level, that's a little different position. If you're the kind of guy that really wants to be hands-on, that's one kind of thing. If you're the kind of guy that wants to be hands-off, and wants to mentor a bunch of juniors. That's a totally different thing too. And again, you know, I, I've been one of those guys that kind of wakes up and let's just see what's happening today. And, you know, you wear a lot of hats and have a lot of different roles these days. Yeah, where do you fall into that group of, you know, like being really hands-on and involved in everything or wanting uh, to more of that mentorship managerial role? You know, I'm kind of into everything to be honest with you. You know, I, again, I, I started in the day when it was all about, you know, print and TV and out of home and everything was very segregated. Digital went to a different agency or a different department. And, uh, you know, now I'm learning sketch so I can do, you know, product development and, and apps and UX, UI. So, you know, it just really depends on what, what interests me. I, I think you have to, regardless of where you are in the, in the strata of, from junior to senior to management to executive, for me, it's always been important to stay in touch with the craft. Like one way or another, stay in touch with the craft, which means being hands-on. You have to figure out where you are in the meter about being too hands-on in the sense that you're taking work away from people versus being too hands-off, which means you're starting to lose relevance you know, in the industry because you're not really keeping up with the trends and the, and the tools. So I, I don't know, I'm, for better or worse, I'm kind of squarely in the middle. I realize that if you want to be an executive creative director, there's a fair amount of management that you have to do. But these days, there's a lot of hands-on work that you really have to do too. And again, we're living in the era where you're not having fully staffed creative departments of 150 people. So if you're the kind of guy that's not willing to get out and push, I think you really, really have a challenge in today's marketplace. Yeah, I agree. You gotta you know, wear multiple hats and be able to do multiple, you know, things at the same time, whether that is, you know, 
mentoring managerial, but at the same time being open to diving to briefs and you know tackling the challenges as they come. You know, we you know it's always it's it's right it's the right brain left brain argument too. And if you really just take the word creative director apart, I mean they're really two things. And only you do in the creative part of it and kind of thinking of the concepts and the ideas and the executional side of it. You've got the director part too, which is client management. A lot of times, you know, you're involved in PL management, you're involved in growth of subordinates, you're involved in a lot of pitching. I would say, you know, again, for the for the second half of my tenure in the advertising industry, the majority of my work has been pitch. Pitch, 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 pitch. And pitching is exhausting and it's not for any for everybody, but pitching is really a reality. It's all a pitch, you know. Uh, um, and again, that's a skill set that really takes a little bit of time to figure out how to work through. Are you comfortable, you know, walking to a room with 15 people who are just staring at you and making a compelling presentation? Are you that kind of guy that gets that adrenaline high off of, uh, you know, calling an audible in, in, a, in a new business pitch? Are you the guy that can not only come up with a concept, but also have to crank out the, you know, 400 page pitch deck? Um, do you have the nerve to go to the agency and go, you know what, guys, I don't really think we're going to need a deck. I'm just going to go in the room and tell a story and, and, and make it happen and pull a Don Draper moment. You know, those are those are different challenges than figuring out a layout or executing a, something to a grid or, you know, even doing beta testing on a product app. So um, the longer you're in the business, you'll probably have to pitch more. And uh, if you don't have an appetite for that, it's, it's, it's pretty tricky to start getting into the higher levels of at least the salaries because, you know, the, the more you win, the more you make, the more the agency grows, a little more security you get. Yeah, I think pitching is great. And just, you know, love that you just brought that up, especially now as these agencies are going to be looking for more revenue streams and looking to kind of make a, a comeback post-COVID. A lot of them will be pitching new business and, and you know, trying to get new clients to work with them. So pitching is, is big and knowing that you have expertise in that is, is really valuable. You know, everything's a pitch though. Pitching a client and pitching a concept is a lot different than pitching an agency. And, um, you know, just be quick on your feet and willing to pivot like very quickly and dynamically. Yeah. Do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? Uh, you know, listen, I just went through the, uh, I just went through the, the process of streamlining my, um, my, my book and, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's really hard to sit there and go through it and say things are my favorite work or not, because they've all got an experience or a story behind them. Some projects were a grind, but you got to shoot them in Europe. So that was really cool. Some projects were really low budget, which, which forced you to be like super creative and, uh, you know, I, I, I really kind of like everything in my book. Again, I mentioned earlier the kind of work that I like has a humorous component to it. And um, like the non-technical way to say it is like, I kind of like dumb stuff, like kind of dumb, cheeky, just kind of dumb stuff, you know? So I love that Slurpee mustache straw campaign in my book because it didn't really require a lot of thinking, you know? You just kind of capitalize on the zeitgeist of Instagrammers taking pictures with the mustache straw and married it to really, really arcane photographs. And all of a sudden you had a campaign that had a whole bunch of traction and social. Um, on the other hand, sometimes you have projects that you can really dig into that are um, reinventions. I like that stuff at the top of my book. I got to redo everything for the uh, um, Life is Beautiful Music Festival, which again, combined a couple of like passion projects. And um, same thing, that was one of those projects, I guess the way to answer your question is the things that I like the most were things you really got to start from scratch 
and work your way all the way back out rather than taking something that was really existing and try to do something else with it. Um, so yeah, a lot of memories in there and a lot of opportunities, but yeah, the stuff that's, that's fun is the stuff I like the most. Yeah. That's always, you know, the work that kind of stands out and have the most fun concept and coming up with those are, yeah, a little bit kind of wacky and more fun and definitely the ones that have some passion involved in them. Well, I love, I love, I love pitching absurdity. Okay. Because uh, it really, anything goes and it just kind of comes down to your personality and how far you really, you know, want to, want to push the work. I mean, that's kind of why the Skittles stuff for years was just outrageously awesome. And why the Snickers stuff is outrageously awesome, but you know, it's a candy category. So it's easy to lean into that kind of tonality. It's not pharma. It's not, you know, FinTech. It's, you know, not that kind of stuff, but uh, yeah, that's the, that's the stuff I like that puts a smile on your face at the end of the day. Yeah. And that's the goal. If you can make someone smile and think of the product, you're, you're doing it right. What will agencies be getting if they do, you know, reach out and hire you? Boy, like everything we mentioned in the last 20 minutes, <laughs> you, uh, you know, you get a comprehensive little video from uh, Matt Lowe. Um, you know, what, what I hope they're getting is, is a couple of different things. One is a guy that can, you know, really has a proven track record of generating some revenue for the agency and also um, creating some market share for their clients. And, uh, and uh, again, I think that's really, really important. I think the other thing that you get is um, I've been through a couple of, you know, transitions in the advertising industry from traditional to digital to social. And there's a lot, of, lot to be learned in, in all three of those, you know, kind of periods. And there's a lot of kind of pull through an idea is still an idea. Um, so, like, again, I, I think when an agency works with me and hires me, they get a little bit of each one of those periods brought into a really comprehensive 360-degree solution. Yeah, I like print, but you know what? Print's not really the king anymore. But, you know, it's really just a mindset shift to move that into dynamic social content. Yeah, I love doing TV, but now, you know, you can do a lot with a phone and a glitter bomb. Um, UX UI is really interesting because there is actually a lot of human interface there and a lot of research behind it. And I love the fact that, you know, literally within four hours on a phone, you can develop, a, you know, fully blown, you know, app and a piece of product. And that's real interesting. So, you know, you, you get, you get both, you get the experience, you get the hands-on work and, and um, I don't know, like, I'm just not too heavy of a guy too. You know what I mean? I think I, I learned how to check my ego and a long time ago because I worked with some really, really great people in the industry that really had huge egos and just crushed it out of me. So I don't know, you know, Matt, I'm just a really hardworking guy um, that wants to make it easy for everybody. I used to be the 24 seven, you know, hard charger. And, uh, you know, now I realize everybody wants to have a life and work from home is a whole different challenge than going into an agency thing. So, um, you know, you get me and you get my book. That's really the simple answer. Yeah, I think that's that's great. And, you know, totally agree on, on all of those being really valuable assets to any any agency. What do you do, you know, outside of work? You, you're a private pilot, you play the drums, anything else, or that kind of consumes a lot of your time? I, I got to tell you, those, those two things are pretty pretty time consuming. Uh, aviation is, is, uh, is, is interesting. It definitely tweaks uh, the more analytical, you know, side of my brain, but there is really a little bit of a risk taker component to it that flying little planes and Los Angeles airspace is, is, uh, can be really hairy and tricky at times. The music thing is, is, is something that I've been doing, you know, since I was 16 or 17 and 
Um, that's one of those things that, you know, the great part about music is you can always learn, you can always grow. There's always something to learn and, and work on, um, particularly in drumming. It's all just subdivisions and dividing it and doing it in half and doing it in a quarter and doing it twice and working on independence across all your limbs. So um, being at home and again, having somewhat of a practice space at home has really enabled me to do two things. One, like I said, just really uh, get away from my band, um, which after COVID just really put the lockdown on rehearsal spaces and live gigging and spend a little time by myself, again, investigating some shortcomings and some things and weaknesses that I really wanted to work on, um, looking into some new styles and types of, of, uh, of music that I really hadn't explored um, and all that. Music's the great thing that you, you really can do for yourself. You can just sit down and do it for yourself and you can grow as fast or as slow as you want. Um, for me, it isn't about the big 15,000 seat auditorium gig anymore. It's about just learning how to play a little more balance as a musician. So uh, yeah, between, I mean, you got 24 hours a day, right? The, the dogs take up a fair amount of time. And, and um, like I said, I live in Los Angeles. There's a lot to do here. And the weather is great all year round. So um, like to head to the, you know, long walks at the beach and stuff like that. So, uh, um, yeah, it hasn't been slow. Right. That's, that's awesome. I guess the last question for me is if there is a dream client agency brand, you kind of touched on it before, but any last little shout out to any of them? Yeah. You know, um, like I said, I, I really, I really feel, you know, Matt, my tra trajectory is heading back to the East Coast. So, you know, I like those agencies that, that, that do that kind of work. Martin Agency is pretty cool. I really think that, um, you know, again, I came out of Ogilvy, and um, I would love to go back into, uh, you know, again, a global ad agency. It scares me a little bit because the holding company model is really brutal. Um, uh, you know, I, I love those super creative shops, the BBHs and, you know, the mothers of the world. Um, but it really depends. And, you know, clients move around all the time, too. I'm actually really interested to see what happens with the AKQA uh, gray merger to see, uh, you know, if they start looking for more people or whether it's really just a consolidation. Um, a little too early to tell on that one. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, as it might not look like it, but we're keeping the lights on here and um, for the time being, everything's all right. And, and, and like I said earlier, you know what? You, uh, you got to stay busy and stay optimistic. It's, it's really, really important, not only for your mental health, but also for the way you're projecting yourself out into the marketplace. Um, try not to get too desperate. You can smell that on a Zoom call, you know, 1,200 miles away. And um, be open to change. What I can say is there, there are some things I'm really not interested in doing. You know, like pharma, just really not my bag. Um, other than that, you know, I'm pretty open to stuff. If it involves pets, I'm into it also because I love our dogs. Awesome. Well, good, good to know. Thanks so much for, for hopping on early your time and, uh, and doing something like this. No, my pleasure. Thank you for doing what you're doing. It's a really fantastic asset to the entire market. Yeah, glad to, to do my part. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Hey, just, uh, you know, check out my website. I'm sure there'll be a link attached to um, um attached to your content and my number and all my contact information is on there and um, take a look at my Instagram if you want to see a little bit more of uh, my passion stuff on the side and uh, you're in New York right yeah hey listen man I hope we can get together and get a cup of coffee one day and continue this conversation in person yeah appreciate it as do I you know good luck and, and thanks so much man
All right. You have a great day. I'll talk to you later. You too. And that's a, a wrap for the 65th episode of Bouncing Back. If you know anyone who may want to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, have them shoot me a note at malow930 at gmail.com or check out the availlist.com for a large list of people who are ready to get back out there and, uh, and start working again. And you can also check out these podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back in Advertising. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. See you later.